Hello everyone, how are you doing today? My name's Charlie, you might know me better as sci-fi fantasy writer C.E. Dorset, especially if you're reading my new book, Crucify My Love, available over at Amazon as a podcast to search for Mask of the Gods, or my other newish book, The Chain, which is over at Wattpad. And I'm not alone. Hello, hello. I'm Brian, and I'm here today. <laughs> I, th- I almost feel like because my intro is so verbose now, you should introduce yourself with, my name's Brian, and I am a restaurateur and chef. <laughs> and Shit, like, I was thinking going for the opposite and be like, yo, Brian, and just, that's it. <laughs> so today, we are going to finally be talking about Susan, Susan, <laughs> Why did, darn it, Susan, um, Supergirl. <laughs> Season. I thought we beat Susan back into the alcove again. <laughs> she escaping. We're going to be talking about Supergirl season four in its entirety. But before we get into that, if you haven't already, please go and like and subscribe to this podcast. It really does help out a lot, especially if you're using um, Apple Podcasts. That really helps out a bunch. Tells the algorithm to share the podcast with more people. The more people that listen, the bigger the community, the bigger the community, the more chances we have to talk to each other. And that's why I do this. Also, while you're doing that, leave a comment if you want more about this season or if you want to talk more about it or or less because we're just we're just doing an episode on the whole season. But yeah, because kind of up to you guys if you want us to go into the season more more detail. Yeah, that, that's really been one of the big things that I've been struggling with with the Arrowverse shows is. Um, whether or not to do them like we did the Star Treks and do an episode by episode breakdown, I have not been doing that because I haven't been doing that. One, there's, there's just a lot of them that would be like, this would become the Arrowverse podcast while those shows are on because with Supergirl and Flash and Arrow and Black Lightning and Legends of Tomorrow, that's already five and we're going to be getting, um, Batwoman which is going to be probably replacing Arrow on the t- in in the schedule. Um, that I mean that's yeah. every every day. So five shows. Yeah, if you want me to do an Arrowverse podcast, we can talk about that. But let me know. Um, this season felt more like the first season than I think the show has in a long time, and that's a good thing. I think the first season of Supergirl is amazing. It's it it hooked me into the show. It made me fall in love with the characters. And while I wouldn't say that it, it it hasn't had a Prometheus season yet, um, like like Arrow did, it, it it it's 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 been pretty good. It's it's just not kind of hit that full stride. It seems like the CW was less um, willing to let the girl power messages of the series kind of continue, and those kind of got dulled a little bit, and. They're back with a vengeance this season. And to me, that's a good thing. Yeah. Um, as far as how they handled the story, I, I think that's a whole other thing. So 
Let's just go ahead and go into spoilers, because I don't think there's much we can say about this season. It was good. If you haven't seen it, definitely watch it. Yeah. Um, yeah, you can get the overall rating. Go watch it. Yeah, go watch it. But um, most discussion's going to require spoilers. Yeah, I mean, even the most basic things. Like, I almost feel like saying that it went back to its roots is a spoiler, because it feels kind of like <laughs> it did. So... We will now go into spoilers. If you have not seen season four of Supergirl and you do not want to be spoiled, well, you've been warned in five, four, three, two, one. Okay, Agent Liberty was a very interesting choice for this season, especially given the current climate. Sam Witwer. See, this is the problem of having Sam Witwer on the show. This, okay. Big problem for the Arrowverse this year is the villains on Supergirl were played by John Cryer and Sam Witwer. And they just outshone... And... They, they stole the show. They're so good. If, if you're not familiar with Sam Witwer, he is Darth Maul. Yeah. Like, if you're a kid who grew up with the Clone Wars, then you have... He's been the Darth Maul for your entire life. Like, he voiced Darth Maul on Clone Wars, he voiced Darth Maul on Rebels, he's done a lot of other stuff too, but... He he is Darth Maul, yeah. And oh, which made those moments when he snapped and went really dark even darker because like he kind of just you know morphed in my head into you know oh it's it's no longer Agent Liberty clubbing this guy with a face mask it's Darth Maul beating his brains in with a face mask yeah. you know like whoa <laughs> yeah and I, I you know I don't want to be insulting to the other shows because. I did enjoy them, and we'll be talking about them later. But, you know, they really kind of out, were outshone by the casting. I mean, they, they did a really good job. Um, I am going to break my rule for this season. And, you know, I have a rule that LGBT representation doesn't exist if your LGBT character is an alien. Because then they're still not human, which is the point of representation. But I'm going to break my rule here for two reasons. One, they made her half human. Yes. And so she is still technically human. And two, there's no other way to give a character superpowers in the super world of Supergirl without making them an alien. So I'm kind of okay with that. And to me, that all gets washed out by the fact that they actually cast a trans actor to play a trans character. Which is awesome. Neonol. definitely counts for representation normally wouldn't say that they did an awesome job with her they yeah they and because of her storyline too being this you know coming together and you know being that she she grew up you know initially feeling awkward not a place not only because she's half human half alien but also trans and had to find out who she was and really come into her own and and be her own and and be accepted as such and it was just really really awesome and it was an awesome storyline with that because it just you know it they they ran yeah that was one of the storylines that runs through the length of the season as you get to know her and you get to know more about her background and everything, and then that becomes one of the major pieces for bringing everybody together. The other thing that they did that I was surprised and felt like 
while I'm not, I can't confirm this because I didn't research to find out, but I feel like there was at least one trans person in the room when they were doing this. The anti-turf episode where she inherited a power from her mother that only goes to the women in their species. Yeah. Which is the whole, you know, trans women are real women and her reaction to her turf sister um, if you do not know what a turf is, it's a tra- that's a trans exclusionary radical feminist. Um, people that try to say that trans women are not women. Um, they're also fans of saying things like transgenders, which is not a word. Transgender is an adjective, so you can be transmasculine. You can be a transgender woman, a transgender male. You can even be transgender non-binary, which is a whole complex thing. But, um. You know, the fact that they actually tackled that yeah. on a mainstream show on the CW, that made me very happy. And I liked the and, way they did it. Yeah, they tackled it really, really well. And it was nice also because for those that wouldn't necessarily, that are, aren't as sensitive to picking up turf issues... They also paired that with sister conflict, yes, so that you could you could see and get into the conflict in other avenues, not just here's this one moment of strife and you either get it or you don't. It's like there's all these other ways you could get pulled into it and understand better the conflict there and the tension and where the slights were, were. occurring. Yeah, and you know the the story with Agent Liberty really hit home uh, almost too hard. Like it was hard for me to watch this season. Um, not just because of all of the stupid dare to defy ads. Like if I have to watch one more ad for King of cons, I, I might scream and throw something, which is one of the reasons why we waited for it to go up on Netflix to finish the season. But you know, it was also kind of dealing with the whole, wow, agent Liberty is kind of real. But the way that they handled it, the way they showed his story arc is something I think we need to spend a bit more time with because of the unseen hands that were guiding him through the whole thing. And I felt like such an idiot when they did the reveal of, oh, that, oh, crap, that, that is Otis Graves. Oh, oh, Eve, why did... Like, why didn't I see that coming? Like, I should have seen that coming, but I didn't. The reveal, because they lured me in with all this other stuff that, you know, you get so used to an Arrowverse show naming a villain for the season. And that's the villain for the season. And you're tracking them. And they did or, that with this season. Or sub-villain that's defeated by mid-season. Yeah. And the main villain. Yeah. They, they did such a good job, and yeah, we'll... Okay. Oh, man. That was insane. So, who ever thought about casting John Cryer to play Lex Luthor is a freaking genius. Yeah. Because when they introduced him, I was like, well, he's frail, he's in a wheelchair, he's dying of cancer... Lex has been this thing kind of looming in the background since season one that we know that Lex exists and all this. Like, this is, you know, okay, fine. Because I couldn't... 
like see John Cryer. Like if you asked me, would John Cryer be one of the better Lex Luthers that you've ever seen? I would have laughed at you. Like I just, it's like, would you like to see Michael Keaton play Batman? You yeah. know, it, it was, it was yeah. that level of like brilliant casting. Like you mean Beetlejuice? Like Mr. Mom, you, you want, you want to make Mr. Mom into an action hero. Yeah. The guy from Gung Ho, that guy? Yeah. The guy from Night Shift. He's a, you know, it just, I would never have seen him playing a supervillain ever. Ever. And he was not only such a good supervillain, like, he's such a good Lex Luthor, but playing off of Lena. Mm-hmm. Like, seeing them together, they had the chemistry of a brother and sister. They worked so well together and visually looked related yeah. to each other, which is something in, you know, when you're casting for a TV show, you just either luck out with that or you don't. But it worked so well. And that moment when all of a sudden it was like, he yells Miss Tessmacher. Yeah. And you're like, oh my goodness, they did introduce her as Eve Tessmacher. And I remember when they did that and I thought, oh, that's cute. Miss Tessmacher is going to be working for Lena because they're not doing Lex on the show. And then completely forgot that her name was Eve Tessmacher because she was Eve. And we've known Eve for so long. Like, they played such a long game with with Eve that I completely forgot that her name was Miss Tessmacher until he screamed Miss Tessmacher. And I was just like... Well, even by even by starting her off at Catco instead, yeah. yep, and like you know, seasons ago, like like we just she's just been around. It's just just you know, and Otis, you know, like like that should have been the biggest tell. Like, oh my goodness, we're doing Lex Luthor this season, and I I don't know if I was just lulled in or what, but I just assumed that Agent Liberty was going to be the big bad of the season and completely missed Supergirl doing Lex Luthor and doing Red Sun Superman yeah. on top of it. Well, because that's the thing. They dropped the Red Sun Super... Well, the Red Sun Supergirl in this case, kind yeah. of, ish. The uh, Right at the beginning, the first episode. So yep. I'm thinking, okay, this is the late season. Yep. And Agent Liberty is going to be the villain they're going to defeat mid-season. I've got them all lined up. I'm yep. ready to go. And nope, nope, not at all, not at all. She was a pawn. It was all all of them were pawns in Lex's, you know, brilliant schemes. And the the fact like when they actually showed the scheme, it didn't feel. If I I felt like oh man, I missed it rather than. Here's the explanation that ties all of these disparate events together for you. You know, like it didn't didn't feel like Sherlock Holmes talking down to me. I felt like, man, man, I should have put that together. It was more like the Potter. You're just like, oh, that was all right there. That was that was on me. Yeah, that's all on me. That's my bad. Now, the one thing I have to say about Red Daughter, stop taunting me with the possibility of a power girl like you keep showing me characters that could be power i know i'm the only human on the face of this planet that is a fan of power girl who isn't a teenage boy who likes her old costume with the window yeah i i love power girl i really really do i think she's an unused character and doesn't get the play that she deserves and they keep taunting me and taunting me with like 
here's a way we could do that. Oh, no, no, we're not going to do that. Stop it. And other thing, Dreamer better be in next season. She better not be a one-season character that disappears. Her relationship with Brainy... Because that's the thing. They, They... They really need to continue that because they they did the whole, you know, relationship with Brainy and, you know, which was also terrifying when when he He got rebooted. When he got rebooted and it was like full Brainiac, we're both sitting back going, oh, this is the next season villain. They're setting it up already. I said bad words. Yeah. Yeah. I said a long string of bad words. Yeah. It was was, uh, quite terrifying. Um, Because... They they flirted with the idea of doing brainy a, a brainiac type story in season one. Yeah, um, and it it is kind of brainiac ish, yeah. but you know she is of the their people, but they they haven't done a full like brainiac brainiac story. Whatever they do, I don't want the Jesse Rath cannot leave this show. Yeah, I I love Jesse Rath too much i have suffered enough i lost defiance okay give me this <laughs> yeah okay i need to have jesse rath in my in my shows and i love his brainiac i love i love brainy so much or should i say barney yeah which with the last episode and setting up for next season's um massive crossover season mm-hmm. um when all the shows start to collapse down into one setting, uh, I, you know, I, you know, Brainy, they, you know, they showed Brainiac coming back. So I'm pretty sure Dreamer and Brainiac are going to be there through that. Um, Cause that's going to be the other interesting thing is they're going to, they have to take three set, three different settings where, you know, you have, you have at least three, at, at least, least three. three, because remember the, when we met Batwoman, that was an Elseworlds story. True. So we that don't could know. Be a fourth. Right. That there could be a fourth world that has to be brought in during the Crisis on Infinite Earths. Yeah. We 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 don't know if yeah, she's Batman's, actually running around because Batman's around in. We, I mean, we, we don't know, know that either. Well, we no, we know Batman's around in Supergirls. Yes. Because she and comments so, about that. She, she makes a joke yeah. about. Yeah, but he's still in Gotham, and Batgirl isn't around. And Batwoman. Batwoman, sorry. Batwoman is not around. Kate Kane is Batwoman. Barbara Gordon is Batgirl. Batgirl. Yeah, thank you. And they're setting up Batwing already. Yeah. I don't know if you watched the casting. They set up Batwing already. <laughs> Member of the Bat family that I don't think gets enough love. Yeah. Character I love. But yeah, they, they, all in all, this season was good. The My biggest beef with it is... Uh, the rationality of people in the almost deus ex machina ending when they were able to show that Lex Luthor was the evil genius that Lex Luthor is and everybody gets a notification on their phone and just goes, yep, that's the truth and not the fake news. If only. If only yeah. If only it would be like that. that easy. That, that, that it worked well for the story. It, it was, mm, Mm, just bothered me a little bit, but you know, well, they, they like to believe in the power of the fourth estate, and, and and I'm kind of upset that they took James's superpowers away. Yeah, I was kind of though. I was, I'm hoping he has some residuals because Guardian does have some kind, not well, 
Guardian is kind of sort of superpowered in the comics ish. Yeah. He, he's a experiment. Yeah. And I thought that this was a perfect way for them to give him superpowers. And maybe he'll end up having some residual leftover something from the Haranel. Yeah. But we'll have to see about that. James's storyline is going to be interesting to see going forward. Lena's storyline is going to be very interesting to see going forward what they do with her. Yeah. Because I don't want Lena to become a villain. Yeah, I don't either. I'm I'm hoping this is just a small struggle before bigger issues pop up next season. Like this might be the the smaller some of the smaller problems to help distract the audience from the big stuff. But see, the, the, the other thing with them doing crisis, they could have Brainiac go crazy and become a monster, and Lena go crazy and become a monster, and then through the crisis on Infinite Earths, those are the versions of Brainiac and Lena that get written out of existence. Yeah. I mean, they have the perfect opportunity to really do whatever they want to leading up to Crisis because there are going to be people from all the different Earths smashing together if they do Crisis the way Crisis happened in the comics, even remotely. Um, One assumes. Yeah. Because you... Like, you don't do Age of Ultron without having Ultron in it. You know what I'm saying? Like, they changed... Like, Marvel changed stuff with Age of Ultron and with... uh, you know, Civil War and what have you, but, you know, you have to get some of the major plot points or you're going to really alienate your audience, and you don't basically say, oh, by the way, we're doing this major arc from the comics, we're doing Crisis, and not do Crisis. Yeah. It'd be like doing a Superman who can't fly or jump or... uh, No, he couldn't couldn't fly. fly, he couldn't be shown in a red and blue suit. And yeah. no one could call him Superman. Yeah. So they were smart enough to change the name of the movie as well. Yeah. Wild West. Yeah. Wild Wild West. Um, and he <laughs> has to fight a giant mechanical spider at the end. no longer Superman. <laughs> no. Uh, Anywho, uh, all in all, loved. Loved season four. Can't wait for season five. Um, can't wait for Crisis. Yeah. And uh, the next show we are going to be doing is uh, Arrow. So if you're not caught up with Arrow, it's up on Netflix. Get caught up. Yep. That way you've done your homework, and when we talk about it, we can talk about it. Yeah, you wouldn't want to fail this podcast, would you? You have failed this podcast. (laughs) If you have any questions about Supergirl that you would like to send in, please do so. You can either hit me up on Twitter or Instagram. I'm C. Dorsett on both. Or in the show notes, you'll see a link for voice messages if you click that it works on any browser on any device you can send me in a voice message keep it clean so i can use it on the show and we can answer your questions i'd love to do that um uh my brain just went blank if you haven't already rated the show please do so that helps me out a bunch if you've got a dollar you can throw my way you'll find links in the show notes for both my patreon and the community support page basic differences do you want stuff, or are you just giving me stuff, money out of the kindness of your own heart? Like, that that's basically the difference between the two. Um, also, if you don't want the emails, because you, you will get notifications from Patreon, and the community support just, you know, doesn't. Um, but, yeah. If you, if you do that, please, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. It means a lot. Um, if you don't have the money or you don't feel like giving right now, that's fine. That's perfectly all right. Trust me. I understand. That's like the life that I've lived my entire life. Um, 
But if you know anybody you think would like this podcast, please share it with them. That helps out a bunch, too. I don't know if that's everything or not. I'm so lost because I'm thinking about Dreamer and other L- things. Little boxes. Little boxes. Little boxes. Little boxes. Little boxes. Except for they often all open at once. Anywho, until next time, I'm Charlie. I'm Brian. Don't forget, have the fun. Bye.